you and I are absolutely city mouse, country mouse, although not really country or city. It's just like you come from a very different kind of background than I do. But and and so we have those differences, yeah, but they don't my, seem to be problems. My it, grandfather never taught me to play. What was it? Rock ball? No. <laughs> head rock. Head rock. And and targ mouth. Yeah. Um. No, we played catch like Americans. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe say listen to it. <laughs> I had the strangest experience the other day. You had. And called you on the road. I was so wigged out I by think it. Yeah. was the most amazing experience and something akin to a... I, this is kind of like one of those like take mescaline and go lose yourself in the desert kind of things, but with with better GPS and specific purpose. Yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree with that. I decided, uh, and I wrote a piece that was uh, it was on Ape called uh, "A Tale of Two Malls," <laughs> um, because I went, I went, and I decided, I decided after you know, I kind of hid in a cave uh, of a one bedroom apartment in Las Vegas for the last four months. Cause I was hiding from my wife, ex-wife. And then I got to, to Kansas and it was like, all right, so now I'm trying to help my mom and dad and I'm kind of figuring out what the fuck's going on. And now I'm in Kansas and what the fuck. And so I didn't really, I mean, I left cause I had to take my dad to dialysis and I went to the gym, but I really didn't sort of just dive into Wichita, Kansas and well, so, no, you don't want to dive into Wichita. That's, I mean, it's well, too shallow. You can't dive no, into I, a kiddie I, pool. What are you going to dive into? No, it's Wichita. No, with I all due have, respect to the Wichitanians. Yeah, no. What do you guys call I yourself, actually, witches? I don't know. Um, I, 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 well, there's a couple of revelations that I've had in the last probably week, week and a half. But one of the things I did is I went to go see, like, there's three things to do when I was in high school in, in Wichita. One was Cruise Douglas, which you just get in your car and you go, go up and down Douglas Avenue and honk at people and flirt with girls and, you know, whatever he did, smoke weed. Um, and then the cops would inevitably break that up. Then there was go to town West Scare. Town West Square, which is a big mall, or go to Town East. Those were the, that's it. That's the only thing to do. So I went to Town West and it was fucking dilapidated. I mean, it was just like there was nothing in there, but then Town East was really, you know, booming. So um, I decided the other day to go to my high school. And it, the fir- it's the first time I've been in the building. In 38 years, in 38, since June 1984, I have not been in the town of Tawanda, Kansas. Just for like a little more context on that, 1984, so you haven't been in high school since before Back to the Future came out. That is correct. That, That is correct. That is fucking weird to think about. Yeah, well, I've got to tell you, the thing that was interesting was I was like, all right, I'm going to drop dad off to dialysis. And in my brain, you know, my my sense memory of 38 years, I thought it was going to take like 90 minutes to drive 
to Circle High School in Tawanda, Kansas, because when I was a kid, it always seemed like the drive from Tawanda to Wichita was just like this huge mm. motherfucking undertaking. Yeah. And it was it was twenty it was twenty four fucking minutes. It was twenty four fucking minutes. Whenever we would go to Orland Mall from Flossmore, it was like, okay, pack a snack. Exactly. It was, like, it was like, and now it's like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes with traffic. Like it's crazy. It yeah, was, it was like twenty four minutes. Was, so I so I yeah. drive in, and as as I'm driving, uh, and I think you got a you got wind of this. Um, I'm noticing along the highway. You know, because it's out in the fucking sticks. I couldn't believe I'd forgotten. I mean, in my brain, I knew I lived out in the middle of nowhere, like out in the middle of the fucking country with fields of sorghum and wheat and milo. Like, but it's been so long that driving through it, it was just like, motherfucker, I, yeah, is it, it's amazing I didn't fuck pigs and have all my teeth. It's like I was way out in the sticks, man. I don't know, man. I mean, you've listed a lot of chicks that you've banged over the years. I don't know how many of them might have well, been pigs. You know, I'm sure some of them are. Well, here was what was interesting was I get to, I get to circle it. I meant literal be... pigs, though. I just want to be clear. I'm not calling oh. only women pigs. I mean, like, you literally fucked swine. Yeah. Okay. Donald Trump. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to talk about that kind of insults, but we can get to that in a minute. <laughs> we get to that. So anyway, so anyway, I drive up and I get into Tawanda, and it's like Tawanda. The the, the town hasn't changed. I mean, almost at all. It looks exactly yeah. the same. I wish I'd taken the picture. Maybe I'll go by and take the picture because the only thing that it's I only twenty five minutes away. So yeah, yeah, exactly. The only thing, and this this I think you'll appreciate. The only thing I don't remember being in there, and I didn't even bother to go see what it was, but there is, it's where the, the old grocery store used to be, right? Yeah. And the grocery store is gone, but on, well, I don't even know what the building is, but I mean giant, it's giant letters. And all it says is Hebrew. I don't know what that means in Tawanda, Kansas, but Sorry, it was wait. just building... What's the building? It's a grocery... No, it was a grocery store. It used to be a grocery store, and now it's just like a, a, a building, like a storefront building, and I, there's no windows, so I couldn't see what was inside. But as I drove by, as I'm driving down Highway 254, getting into Tawanda, Kansas, I look to my left, and there is a sign of, like, Vegas proportion size <laughs> that just says <laughs> Hebrew. And I, I and I was curious, but I was I was there for a, a specific purpose, so I didn't stop to see what the fuck the Hebrew building was. But I guarantee you, I'm going to, because that's just yeah. too weird for me not to, right? So I get to circle. It happened to be Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day or a day off, whatever it happened to be. Right. There were no kids, <laughs> right. whatever right. you want to fucking yeah. call it. There were no kids, so I walk in, and this guy, half my age, comes out and is like, can I help you? Because, you know, school shooters and you whatever rang. the fuck. Yeah. So I so I let him know. I'm an alumnus. I haven't been in this building since 1984, and I, you know, I'm, in, I'm, I'm now living in Kansas because I'm helping my folks out with my dad's health and this kind of thing. So I wanted to come and see the school, and he was the principal, which was weird because he was so much young. I mean, he, you know, so he introduces well, yeah. me to a science teacher, and then the science teacher is thirty, is thirty two. Again, just for context, my wife was born two and a half years after you graduated high school. She could easily be a principal now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. she's at that like yeah. So this, but understandably strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he introduces me to this guy. It's one of the science teachers, and uh, but he looks like a baseball coach. And this guy's 32 <laughs> years old. This guy's 32 years old. So he wasn't even born when I went to high school. So he's not quite getting the... 
It took him a while to kind of, but he's going to give me a tour. And he was really nice. So, like, we walk over, and one of the things in 1984, Circle High School was called Circle High School because most of the center of the school was under a giant geodesic dome. I mean, it was a dome school, right? Hmm, so, okay. I mean, yeah, and, and that's why it was and called Circle the, High School. Well, it looked like a circle. It's called Circle High School. Like, well, you that know, was it? they're not original. It's Tawanda, but that was it. But anyway, uh, the, they tore the dome down, and so they've made it. What was your mascot? Brand- a rhombus? Thunderbirds. No, the Thunderbirds. Oh, okay. There was a great big Thunderbird on the dome. You can see it mm. from space. No, maybe not space, but okay. like from a from a crop duster. Anyway, so he he walks he walks over. <laughs> you can see if you put a ladder up and you climbed up. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, got it. Okay. So the guy points out. He says, "See this? That that's where the old dome was, and it's sort of like this open, this circular, open-ended courtyard with a center and all that stuff." And I went, "Oh my god!" I said, "That's where the library was," and he went, "What?" Mm. I said, yeah, that the the library was the center of the dome, and then everything branched out from then. He goes, mm. oh, wow, that's weird. He said, you know, my wife graduated from here. Uh, maybe she knows some of the same people you did. And I said, when she graduated? He said, 2009. He said, I graduated in 1984. <laughs> and he went, oh, shit, you're right. <sighs> and so then he wa- then he walks me over, and there is this this. Wait, this when ancient- did he graduate? Because why did he think that his wife... Uh, whatever. Okay, he, fine. We're, we're he, talking about he time violation here. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't even... Well, and it, it took it took him about half of the tour before he actually realized how fucking old I was. Yeah. Because he just couldn't get it. Because at one point he walks over and he goes, do you remember this? And it's this ancient mosaic of the mascot with like a music logo and like d- speech and drama, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's a mosaic of the little stones, little colored stones. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, they kept this from when the school was uh, like like when they first had the school he said do you remember this i said i do remember this because my sophomore year we we made that oh i was God. one of the people i was one of the people that made that and this look on his face it was sort of like oh my god ghost. no a dinosaur has walked yeah. <laughs> into the school and he speaks it's like it was you know he was really hip but it was really crazy well, he because... was among history i mean he was among yeah. Tangible history, like a tangible it's like George Washington, you know, dropped into Pennsylvania or Ben Franklin, yeah, right, popped, dropped down to you know Philadelphia one day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. yeah, hey, look at the changes. I remember at, this, and I remember that. So, you remember we that go Liberty into oh, wow, he shows me, he says, So, what do you want to see? And I said, Well, I was big speech and drama guy, and I was in all the plays, and all that kind of stuff, so I'd love to see the auditorium. So, he takes me to the auditorium, and aside from the brand new seats and some update, it's the same, it's exactly the same auditorium. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, no, I don't think this is – I think they moved it. I said, well, is the choir room and the band room in the hallway behind it? And he went, yeah. I said, this is the same, same auditorium. Same auditorium. And I said, and if you want to know, I know where there's a cubby space where there's porno mags and probably still some weed. Oh, my God. Because I – I mean, I didn't look. Because I put them there. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yes, I did. Um, but uh, one of the things is like, what was really weird was because you know there's a lot of Jesus in Kansas, so I never know who I'm talking to and if yeah. I'm going to offend them. So I don't want to just intentionally offend them. So he says, "Oh, hey, you want to look over your graduating class?" And they had those, like the poster kiosks, you know, that you see like in mm-hmm. a in a you know, and it's all the class. So I found my class, and I found my sister because my sister graduated in 80, graduated in eighty seven. So I found her, but then I'm looking through. Literally the four years from the time I, you know, I'm looking at all these pictures and unfortunately all I can think of is noticing all these girls that I fucked. 
I mean, that was the thing that really stuck out was like, yeah. And, and so I didn't want to say to him, oh yeah, I fucked her and I fucked her. So I said, well, I dated her and I dated her and I dated her and I dated her. And he goes, you dated a lot of, lot of, lot of girls. I said, yeah. I said, I dated her. And he goes, you dated her too. And I went, well, yeah, but I only dated her like once in the band room. And then he understood what I was. And that was my way of sort of subtly saying, I hope you don't judge me, but I fucked all of these broads. So that was weird. It's a weird flex. Like, and then when we won state, you know. <laughs> yeah, I made it, yeah. you know. I found I found my uh, my my national debate. We, there's then, a great big gavel then, uh, trophy. This guy's like sitting there, like, man, this guy's a fucking Adonis with all these chicks he banged. What a fucking god! He's like, yeah. And then I, yeah, my, I got divorced three times, and the third time was because she was a, a turned into a pros, prostitute. No, so I just like shrink I, into this tiny. So I, tiny. I, the thing about it is in 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 Kansas, what I've discovered is I can't actually tell that story. So the the language is no. I went to through an almost comically brutal divorce. Ah, and that and, and then and then if they because most people don't say what happened because they don't know you, so they don't go yeah. oh let me dig deeper. They just go oh you had a bad divorce, and it's like I don't have to say another word. Well, that's the kind of thing. If you're I, like oh tell me about it, yeah, you're not gonna ex- dive exactly. Into that, sure. that shit's freaky. Well, if I if it's a guy and I meet him and I'm talking to him, his fucking face literally melts right off his face, like the skull. Yeah, literally, sure, he, yeah. You know, um, and women just go, oh, that's terrible. So I just don't tell anybody. I just like, you know, although all my old college buddies are now picking up on the leaving Las Vegas. And so they're, to them, it's just happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, that was about five and a half months ago. And I'm, I'm kind of moving, moving in the right direction. But one of the things I really, I, 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 so I called you, that was the funniest thing is like, I was so wigged out, so freaked out about being in my high school and I don't, I still can't quite categorize what the feelings were mm-hmm. but they were very intense whatever they were and it wasn't bad and I didn't, it wasn't like I felt bad it was, or old or anything like that but it was just like what the fuck am I feeling so I called you while I was driving mm-hmm. and as I'm driving that was the funniest you and I are talking about it and I'm like driving to my old house which is gone and I'm freaking out and I you were just laughing because like, I was totally oh, spazzing and there's that there's that road and holy fuck that place was where I did this and oh my god that stoplight still like it was like every little thing which was it just it was blowing my mind what's funny I I think because I I do this kind of thing frequently where I purposely purposefully purposefully go back and kind of like retrace my steps see I never do that so this is unique for me it's like bites and I've done it I mean I've I've been you know nostalgic for since like third grade like i was nostalgic for first grade go i would go back like ah when i was a boy you know like i there was there was a bar there and i and i banged a chick underneath that first grade desk yeah no i I just i've always had that kind of nostalgia (laughs) that way of like of of tracking my my journey and to go back and you know so like when i go back to visit my dad and patty and flossmore my room is still there, as it, almost as it was left when I, you know, moved out in 1997. Um, and every now and again, like if there's time, like I'll go through, like and you know, open the drawers of my desk and see some shit, and I'm like, <laughs> sucked back. It's time travel, you know. Yeah, it's exactly right what it is. Back. Well, Dad and Patty have 
cleaned out my room and they brought it all to the house now. So it's all here. And oh, I have shit. to go through it all. And I, ha- and, you know, weed it out. I'm going to save some shit and some shit I'm going to throw away. Like, why the fuck? Well, no. <laughs> what I was going to say is why the fuck do I still have all of the cards given to me at my bar mitzvah in May of 1992? Well, I know wow. exactly why. Because I hang on to that shit. So now I'm going to yeah. make a game of it. I'm going to go through and be like, all right, who's dead? Who's alive? <laughs> you know? Because I guarantee like 70% of those cards are from now now dead people. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been 30, 30 fucking years. 30 years this year. Yeah. But there's... It, it is a weird, almost laborious, but twistedly enjoyable trip to go to go back in time like that to see because in your mind nothing has changed because your memories are stone right like or yeah arguably like you remember high school you remember whatever that road this way and you go back and it's still there but it's different because it now it has a gut and it's hair is thinning or you know whatever yeah right yeah yeah but it's still the same thing and that's a it's a mind fuck because well, I've discovered something in this process that because you and I, and it, it, it's one of the things is when I think about our podcast and for that matter our friendship, we come. You and I are absolutely city mouse, country mouse, although not really country or city. It's just like you come from a very different kind of background than I do, but and and so we have those differences, yeah, but they don't my, seem to be problems. My it, grandfather never taught me to play. What was it? Rock ball? No. <laughs> Head rock, head rock, and and targ mouth. Yeah, um. no, we played catch like Americans. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I played targ mouth like white trash. But one of the things that I've that, like, I just sort of started we, to identify we catch like we were going to make our mortgage. You played tard ball like it was fucking. You know, uh, it was this thing. thing, thing it was a thing to do. We didn't have anything else, so why not? And that's some plastic dinosaurs. God. But one of the things that I've really recognized is that that's what I like. I really got when we and I were when I was driving in the car, and you were telling we were having this conversation, is that you, you, you have roots. Yeah. And 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 one of the things that I've and maybe this is just because my life kind of blew up, and I'm kind of in that place where. I'm really sort of self-reflecting on everything from, you know, the flaws that I contain mm-hmm. and the features and the features that are never going to change and why, you know, why freak out about them. And one of the things that I really recognize, and my mom kind of really nailed this because my mom, having conversations with my mom about me when I was a kid in, in ways that I haven't had those conversations. One of the things that she told, she was telling somebody that, and I don't remember this, of course, mm-hmm. but my very first day of school, kindergarten, my very first day of school, all the moms were walking their kids right up to the door. And I would not let my mother walk me to the door. I was going by my fucking self. And she, apparently, again, I, I was five. I don't fucking know. But apparently my mom sat in the car and just cried because I would not let her walk me. Yeah. I was going by myself. Well, no, the other thing she said. Yeah. Well, the other thing she said was that I thought was interesting was that uh, at some point, uh, she did, I've never heard her say this, but she was saying, yeah, when you left to go to Chicago, there were no tears. He would just buy, I'm going. And she said that she wondered at the time if she was ever going to see me again. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, she's in Chicago, we're having dinner. And I just looked at her. I said, I think you're permanent. <laughs> to my mother. 
And it really does, like, you have roots. I, I literally am the rolling stone mm-hmm. who gathers no moss, except that I do have moss. It's just the moss is where I want it to be. So, like, I've got yeah, moss perfectly here in Wichita. Carefully yeah, curated I've got, moss. Yeah, I've got moss here in Wichita. I have permanent people in Wichita. I have permanent people in Chicago. Um, I've got a couple of per- permanent, what I would call permanent people in Vegas. Not Dana, but, you know, permanent people in Eric Wilson. Who's and, Dana? Exactly. And so, you know, but, the, but, but it's so fascinating to me that that's not really a bug that's a feature. That is exactly who I am. That's who I've always yeah. been. And and quite frankly, it's who I'm always going to be. Well, and that's that's the interesting thing is that, you know, when you feel like you've lost yourself, to have roots, to have a place or, or a, a, a trail, a breadcrumb trail, whatever, to go back to and figure out like, oh, that's right. This is how I got here. Like I, it, so, you know, so dad and Patty brought all my stuff over and I was going through it a bit and I, I came across a report card from first grade and I, look man we all change we adapt we evolve a bit but for the most part we're the people who we've always been oh yeah you I've know, always been the David guy David needs to who- focus on working independently and talking less you know like and that, I've and I've always been the guy six, <laughs> who went, I've always been the new kid. It's well, it, it's one of the things mom and I were laughing about this is that I said, do you remember who my hero was when I was like eight years old? And she said, was it a, was it a superhero character? I said, no, when I was eight, nine years old, my, my hero, the person that I aspired to be most like was David Carradine in Kung Fu. And his whole sure. thing was that he never had any ties except for the very beginning because he just went from town to town and helped people. Now, I don't help anybody. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck the help. Right. Fuck the helping people. But I that's. I mean, I have zero yeah. roots. So going back to my high school, and then I went to my grade school that I went to eighth grade. I didn't go in, but I remember I was driving by it, and I went into the parking lot, and I went to you, and I went, holy shit, right there. Right there is where Travis Shanahan beat the shit out of me. Right there, I see it, and it was really—I I can't say—I don't even know if it was cathartic, but it was just weird and kind of awesome, and uh, you know, and and so I'm going to do some more of that because I, literally yeah. I haven't been—I haven't lived in Wichita for 38 years, so it's a this very is an opportunity to kind thing. of yeah, yeah, it's a very therapeutic thing to 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 engage in, and I think you'll find. I, I think. I mean, this is my, um, maybe even my, my great hope for you is that you'll find you have more roots than you think you do. And maybe these are the roots that are, that can easily be lifted up out of one pot and put into another, you know, like See, it's that kind the of thing, thing is you sound like my dad. You sound like my dad because well, my dad and I are smart talking. Guy. Well, my dad and I are talking about it. And uh, one of the first things that, and he's been, I, this is how my dad is. He sits on something and stews on it. Yeah. Until he's ready to say it, mm-hmm. and just—I mean, I've been—I've been here for six weeks. And we're sitting on the porch, we're both having a cigarette, and out of nowhere, mm. he's. Hang on a second. Your dad. Yeah. Is still smoking cigarettes while he's on dialysis. Yeah. He rolls his own cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, if he rolls his own cigarettes, that's different. Continue. I'm just saying. Hey, if you're ready to die, if you're I on mean, the yeah, edge of, you know, fuck it. 
fucking do what you got to do. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're sitting there, we're talking, and he, he looks at me just out of nowhere. We're both quiet. He is not in uh, storytelling mode. And yeah. he just goes, yeah, when it comes to women, you have really bad judgment, Donnie. <laughs> just out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, yeah. And so then we started talking about this whole Rolling Stone, this thing that I did. He starts talking about how, well, a man recognizes his flaws and then works to improve them. I said, well, I said, I'm going to agree with you that my judgment of women, there's definitely some flaw in that. And, uh, and, and I can either try to fix that flaw or do what I'm doing, which is swear off fucking women. And then you know, right now that's where I'm going. Yeah. But I but I've recognized where my where my where my flaw lies. It's not yeah. that I have a bad judge of character. It's that any woman that actually really likes me, mm. I find something wrong with her and dump her. But the women that I have to chase, the women that I have to convince that I'm the guy, like fucking Lloyd Dobler with a goddamn yeah. boombox over my head, those are the women that I actually marry and then they realize, "Oh, Fuck. See, that's where I... That's the flaw. But well, let, let me finish. I, yeah, I just, yeah. And then I'm, I'll, I'll later. Is that, that my, my, my... And that's what I told him. I said, I don't think the fact that I don't have roots, that I, that I don't, that I really am a here today, gone tomorrow, an out of sight, out of mind kind of guy, that I go back to my 19... I go to back to the 1984 experience. <laughs> Bless you. I go to my 1984 experience in my high school. I've been in 38 years, and there's not one person in my graduating class I would have a foggy fucking idea how to find because they were all they were all temporary. They were people I knew. I don't know anymore. I don't think that's a flaw. I think that is fundamentally who I am. So I don't think I do have roots. I think I have moss. I think my mother and my father and my sister and my niece and nephew, they're moss. I think you're moss. I think Joe is moss. No, These are the I, people, because it's not roots. It's not deep. I disagree with that. Okay. Here, here's why. Because so many of your stories, you know, begin, middle, and or end, Kansas and Arizona and Chicago and Vegas, all that shit, your entire existence is peppered throughout your stories and you can trace that shit back to who you are like it these are long roots these are like i said i mean so you think like, i you're kind of so like you think as like pull you up your roots are legs so you think how, i have roots that? you you think i have roots they're just transferable constantly i think i don't have roots but i have moss that i will gather as a rolling stone periodically i think we're just semantically different because i think like yeah. my dad you want me to have some sort of a grounding element and unlike both you and my dad i'm happy not to have a grounding element i realize that i have no wife I have no children. I don't have a lot of possessions. Yeah. I don't have a lot of debt. And, and 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 sort of like my life has been I'm like you know those uh and maybe you don't know this because you were wealthy and lived in Flossmore, but you remember the 
You remember the stones, the flat stones that you would skip over the water and you could skipping see how stones. many times you could. Yes, I remember them. Yeah. It's not like they went away. Yes, they're still a thing. Yes, I know what well, they are. Well, you know, with your furs and your sailing boat, I don't the know if fuck? you know about these about these rural of things no, of the poor white in. trash. We had them shipped in from the Gulf. Right out of the panhandle of Florida. I have lived my life sort of skimming the surface. Although one of the things, and I, I this is so funny that I'm 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 telling you this. One of the things is I like my I like for my desktop. I like to have a screensaver that's pictures. And when I was married to Dana, all of the pictures were pictures <laughs> the fuck of is Dana. A screensaver. And I. Well, you know, it's like it. It's just like it's computer a, to sleep, man. Energy. We're in an energy well, shortage. I, no, I like I like to have the pictures just sort of going by. It's like when it yeah. it's not no, shut I down. No, I get it. I like, get it. Yeah. So anyway, when I was with Dana, I had pictures, nothing but pictures of Dana. And then once in a while, pictures of Dana and I. That was really well done. Yeah. Anyway, but what I've got up there now is, and it's something that's been very, I just kind of in this revelation, it's really fascinating, and I love it almost too much, is it's pictures of Paris and Chicago and London and Toronto and Edinburgh and fucking Phoenix and L.A., and Dallas and Austin and I mean it is literally a slideshow of every place that I've either lived or visited and then of course you know like I've got Nelson Algren's I went to Nelson Algren's uh house you know and it's got that mm-hmm. it's got you know and and it's just like the the, the you talking about the Algren house that was like exactly halfway yeah. between our two places in Chicago. That, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you know, and the thing is, I know that Dana and I went there, but I experienced those pictures. Those, those, those that was mine. That was not hers or ours. That yeah. was mine. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm looking through it, and it's like, motherfucker. Okay, maybe I don't have roots. Maybe I haven't like really grounded myself. And like I'm looking at it right now. Here's a picture of me as a reporter on Chicago Med. And then here's a picture of you with your kids' abs. And here's a picture of Joe Jane's. I know. And here's a picture of Joe Jane's at Evil Pie in Las Vegas. And then hold on, I'm looking it's it's going right now. I'm looking at it right now. Um, there's neon sign. Uh, there's me at platform nine and three quarters in King's crossing in London, mm-hmm. pretending like I'm pushing the thing through. It's like, there's Cancun. It's like, motherfucker. I have lived an amazing life. Well, so here's, and, here's and I've, the big and I've got to really embrace that. I've got to really embrace it. I've got to lean into that and enjoy it. I mean, there's no question that like, if we're going to go back to the comparison of you and I, like, Again, I just want to make totally clear. You've done, you've done a lot of these. I'm not saying that you've had like no, a cloistered, you know, life. Yeah. But I, it's just like my but life I mean, is, is only like comprised I... of the places I've been. Here's Tom Cruise cocktail was not filmed here in uh, Cancun. I'm sorry. There's a sign. Uh, what? It, in Cancun, there is a bar, uh-huh. and above the bar, there's a sign that says Tom Cruise cocktail was, and then tiny, little tiny knot filmed oh, here. Okay, is that and the I, joke? Well, that's their I joke, but I was there, and have I they thought, seen and I the movie because I the whole I don't plot know. point is that it goes to Jamaica. Where is this fucking no. bar? Because I need to talk to the it's manager. In, 
it's in Cancun. Or is it? But I also have pictures in Cancun. I also. No, it's actually in Cancun because I took the picture. Idiots. I've got I mean, pictures. If they, if they even got... watched the movie, like if they, the whole thing, that's he. Ha, he's in Brian's. I love no. Duck, here's Duck's the thing. Kitchen. I love uh, in the slideshow. In the slideshow, I get a picture of London Bridge, and right under London Bridge is the El Cortez Hotel. I so, fucking love this shit. Well, so here's my question. I one of the things that I like about my life is that I have. I definitely have roots. But I feel like they've spread. Or, well, uh, roots, but I've got branches, too, that I can, like, climb Yeah, you've and got swing, a lot of branches. You know? And I like that. I can go... I really, Dude. really could go to a, almost every corner of the world and have somebody I can call and be like, can I get your couch for a night and let's go for drinks? You know? And they'd be like, yeah, you can have our couch for two nights. We're going to go for a lot of drinks. Or, no, well, you see, can have I'm a spare not bed get we're the going couch. for one drink, you know? I'm not going to get the couch, but I'm definitely going to have people in almost any place I can think of in the world where I will at least get the drinks. There's and very few people I'm like, I've, I've got some places where I like, and I, I yeah, love, can I crash I on your couch that. for a night? But I, I feel, you know, I'm not down for that. It helps me feel more comfortable in the world. It helps me feel when I'm, when I feel at my most lonely and lost, I have to remember that, no, it's easy. People, anybody in the world can come and visit and stay with us and we can go to a lot of different places and we've got friends yeah. there. Which is amazing, and not everybody has that, and I recognize how what a fortunate thing it is. And that, I, anyway, my my point is this: is that there's this. You're the Rolling Stone. I'm the rooted tree. But where are you getting? In those darker times, like where you're at, what I would do is I'm fucking lost. Where I go with my life, you know, it always helps when you're considering the future to recognize the past. So a, you don't make the same mistakes. Beach, maybe you missed something. Maybe you missed a wrong turn that you could maybe you turn this shit and go back to, right? So what I used to do, and it's been a long time since I've done this, but if you remember those old um like desktop calendar, monthly calendars, literally on oh, your I know. desk. I to the to this day, to this just so you know, to this day it was very funny because I was talking to somebody today. I went uh to get my final credentials to substitute teach in the Wichita Public Schools. And they were, they gave us a bunch of shit, right? They gave us like a a, a, a swag bag, which yeah. was a little strange. Mm. But there was like a calendar, and and the woman next to me, um, that I talked to before, you know, I got my picture taken, all that bullshit. Um, she was like, "Oh, I love this stuff. I can't do anything on like my phone or my, you know, that kind of stuff." And I said, "Yeah, I said I do everything on my iPad or my iPhone, except." I really love those great big desk calendars. So I, I appreciate the desk mm-hmm. calendar. I love those. So I would take that, you know, and take the old month, rip off September, and on the back, it's a plain sheet I of paper. I love that. Yeah. And in the middle, I would write my initials, circle it, and I would start branching out. And I don't remember exactly what I would write. And I, fuck, I guarantee you I have one of those folded up somewhere in a pile of somewhere. something See, somewhere. I toss them. I toss I'm every sure one I, of them, yeah. But I would like trace it back. How did I get here? So what was like the thing that was bothering me? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't like college. I don't feel at home at college. I don't fucking know. But I would circle that and like, all right, well, why is that? Well, how did I get to this college? Well, I chose this because that was a, you know, Fresh Starts Russian I worked at. That's how I, and I would just like trace it back and follow my steps backward to how I got to where I was because then I could see, okay, I made these choices for a reason. This is why I need to either stay on this path or change paths 
and it just helps me. It always That's helps me like, figure out. See, it's fa- see, it's fascinating that you why I was where I was and where I should go next. You see your life as a series, a series of choices that lead you one for the next. And my life is just a series of random choices. There's not, and that, I guess if there's well, a that's difference true. Between, you are definitely that is the biggest difference between us is that yeah, you I was gonna say if there's a different choice, and I think about the choice. Yeah, you you think through <laughs> what you're gonna do, and and part of that thinking through is connecting to the roots that you've created and making sure. And, and, and I don't think you probably like go. I've got to make sure, but it's sort of like connect the the the, the dots create maybe not a straight line, but at least. A straight-ish line. There yeah. is a direction in your life. I look at my fucking resume. I look at, especially going back to my high school, mm-hmm. and I look at my face. I look at my picture. Yeah. And number one, I don't look that fucking different. I don't look that drastically different from what I looked like when I was eighteen, which is a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the second thing is. If I look at my choices about where I'm going to live, about who I'm going to love, about where my friends are, about what moss I gather, there's no fucking rhyme or reason to it. And the thing about it is I have to acknowledge that that's not a flaw. That's not a bug. That's a feature. I'm 50, almost 57 years old. I'm baked, motherfucker. I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm not changing the essential nature of who I am. And if you look at my fucking 56 years life, that's what I've done. I've just sort of, I, you know, I, I, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago and I wrote about it. I am that guy. I'm that guy. I'm mm-hmm. the guy that you know that does that stupid, wacky shit and somehow doesn't die doing it. I am that guy. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm and I, and I'm leaning into it. the thing about it is I have a choice at 57 years old in February. I either completely say this is no way for a human being to live and find a completely different way of going, or just lean into it and say, "This is what I've been fucking doing most of the time. I might as well just go with it." And my choice is to go with it. I'm I'm I like the thing of it is I like. Do I like how my life turned out? in this small window, like in the last six months. Yeah. No, this was not my plan. This was not what I hoped for. This is not my expectation. On the other hand, I can look at my screensaver and I can see a picture of the Chicago theater and the motherfucking globe theater. Yeah. And I'm like, not too fucking bad. Rolling stone. If you're going to roll, at least you're rolling. Cool. Rorschach of the news. Your first Rorschach. I gotta say, I just, I much prefer being on this side of the Rorschach. Oh yeah, I know because uh, yeah, because uh, who does? Just being on the other side, it feels like fucking homework. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's like, it's all like right, an the econ f- class. All right, what happened in the economy this week, kids? Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah. All right. The first Rorschach is. Call it Data Liberation Day. Patients can now access 
all of their health records digitally. The okay, so basically, federal rules took a place third. Actually, uh, last Thursday, health healthcare organizations are required to give patients unfettered access to their full health records in digital formats. No more long delays, no more fax machines, nor exorbitant charges for printed pages. Everybody now has unfettered access to their own health records, which has, it doesn't seem like that's a, a big leap, but that is significantly uh, unique in American history. Yeah, it's think? and it's uh, it's stupid because, you know, I was editor of Chicago Health Magazine for six years, uh, starting back in 2010. So the digital records was a thing then that was like coming, like we're digitizing everything. So everyone has access. So if you move doctors, you don't have to like call the old doctor. And if you move states or whatever, you don't have to send them the shit. Yeah, making yeah. everything easier. So wherever you go, they can just type in your name and boom, there it is. That They were in the process. That was in 2010, which was by my math, 12-ish years ago. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I think it's a, I mean, it's obviously a fantastic and, long overdue necessity i think it's great i think it also is just another another one of those moments that reminds us how fucked up our healthcare system is that it took this long for us to get easy access to our own shit now my concern with it is that digital access like there's still a large chunk of america that does not have digital access to digital access so 17%, just so you know. Right. And shit, when I was writing for and working for Politico, I, I, I hosted podcasts on this. I wrote stories about this. I forgot the 17% number, but so thank you for that. But yeah, I mean, this has been an issue. So yay for us, you know, coastal elites and, you know, Wichitonians. But what about the rest of the other 17% that can't and probably needs it more? I, I, I just it's it's a good thing, long overdue, and I'm sure it's not perfect and totally worth all the fireworks and balloon drops that are they're celebrating with. Good start. Number two. Huddle with Herschel. Walker gets campaign reinforcements after a week of turmoil for Georgia's Senate GOP hopeful Herschel Walker. One that began with a bombshell allegation that he paid for an ex-girlfriend's abortion in 2009. The National Republicans are coming out with a huddle with Herschel series of fundraisers coming into the November midterms. And your thoughts about... See, I didn't didn't want to do Alex Jones. I had to choose. Do I talk mm. about Alex Jones or do I talk about Herschel yeah. Walker? And I and I think Herschel Walker is more important because he might, might fucking be the governor of Georgia, and he's well, so he's running for Senate. So if he's the governor, we've fucked up. Oh, Senate. All right, Senate. Whatever, Senate. He's he's about as dumb as Donald Trump was when he was running. No, Donald Trump is far. M- this is the thing, Dude. Donald Trump. No. For whatever you want to no. say, is far more intelligent than Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is like listening to a, a retarded four-year-old talk. I've Donald never Trump heard anyone more shit, and he kept getting more money and well, 
I mean, he arguably <laughs> was elected president of the United States. He was, fuck, he won the goddamn presidency. That's Walker, what I'm saying. More of what Herschel Walker does, he gets more fucking money every time he says his dumb shit. Uh, so what, what is the headline that I'm reacting to? Just Herschel Walker in general? No, her, the, 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 the RNC oh, oh, oh. is doing huddle, huddle with, with Herschel, Herschel. Okay. with all yes. of this shit going so on. They've decided to double down to yeah. help Herschel Walker. My, my biggest issue is the alliteration. <laughs> I, and I, I said this uh, at work today, you know, part of my job is coming up with, you know, um, cool communication ideas for leaders and their employees and stuff. So it's a lot of videos, podcasts, newsletters, that you know, that kind of shit. And there's always, there's always alliteration to it. It's uh, the Daily Dose with Don. You know, it's, it's you know. Um, uh, I'm so, I know you make a, I know you make a significant amount of money. What's happening with him? Man, I wouldn't no, want to do what you do for I, a living. I would kill myself in a heart. I would stab myself in the eye with no, my switchblade, which I best, actually have a switchblade. This is the best real job I've ever had, but that's a different thing. No, I'm but glad. I like I said, I'm like, happy for you, but I, I, am, I couldn't do it. I get why we do the alliteration thing, because it's it's fun, it's catchy, it's cute, but oh my God, it's so ubiquitously trite at this point. And that's just me, like, living in it. That's, you know, so, yeah, but yeah, I have to yeah. think about the audience. You know, everything annoys me, but it might not annoy them, and I have to do it for them. Anyway, but Huddle with Herschel, fuck, just stop. The other part of it is, of course they're doubling down on him because the Republican Party has lost its goddamn mind. It is not about policy. It is not about uh, decency. It is about owning the libs. Whatever the fuck version of that is. It's, we deserve to be owned in some ways. But anyway. Of course we do. True. But like, shit yeah, it's on, true. It's true. Shit on our brunch habits. Don't put yeah. a fucking lying moron in I mean, the moron fucking Senate. Moron, moron doesn't, doesn't even begin. begin. I know. Doesn't even begin. It's so insane to me stupid that guy is. That yeah. this guy, that this guy is actually a legitimate candidate. I All love right, that his three. kid, his kid who was like Mr. Oh, fucking no Mega came out and was like, my dad's a fucking bastard, stupid son of a bitch. Don't fucking vote for this yeah, guy. Yeah, is so full yeah. of shit. All right, speaking of full of shit or full of something else, your third headline, Trouser Snakes, U.S. man accused of smuggling three reptiles in his pants. New Yorker is accused of hiding three large Burmese Burmese panthon. God damn it, sorry. Yeah, no, try again. It's just language. No, it's rye whiskey. The third, (laughs) your third, yeah. Your third thing is trouser snakes. U.S. man accused of smuggling three reptiles in his pants. New Yorker accused of hiding three large Burmese pythons in trousers while crossing from Canada in July could face a 20-year sentence. All right. So my first question is, do we know (laughs) how big these Burmese pythons are? Because in the wild, they can typically grow to like... Like 15, 20 feet in the wild. Like they're, 
They're not small. I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure they weren't 15, 20 feet. It doesn't so say in the article. Was it seven feet? Was it? Were they babies? Were they just three they, feet? They, because they even do, then, like they we've do, got a lot of feet to shrink down. They do not give. It says Burmese Burmese pythons are one of the largest species of snakes, growing up to yeah. sixteen feet. Yeah, but they never tell you how big these pythons okay, I were. I feel like that's in the guy's really pants to the fucking story. They well, it's not in the story, and this is a this is a Guardian article. Well, that's like saying and like, so, okay, well, I smuggled I smuggled some cocaine in, you know, up my butthole. Oh, that's fucking nuts, man. But if the actual story is I smuggled eight pounds of cocaine up my butthole, that changes things. Yeah, I agree. So I kind of don't give a shit about the story unless I know how big these fucking pythons were that he snuck See? in his pants. And this is this is the downfall of journalism. Who did this story? Was Remember, this MSNBC? Where did you find this? No, the, this is in the Guardian. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This is a this is an article in the Guardian. Legitimately shocked right now. They know better. I know. That's Our why. Thoughts, that's why I, I they did. Wow. That's why I had to throw it out. All right, number four. The Biden administration: trans women must register for the draft. Trans men. Do not have to. According to the Selective Service website, nearly all male United States citizens and male immigrants who are 18 through 25 are required to register with Selective Service. The website states that all biological males must register for the draft, including U.S. citizens or immigrants who are born male and have changed their gender to female. Your thoughts? All right. The selective service shit. Um, did did I register for that? Was that a thing? Is this new that we have to register? Because I don't think that I register for the draft. I didn't register. Were I we mean, maybe to? maybe they regi- maybe they registered us and we didn't know it. But okay. I I didn't I didn't like do a thing. I honestly didn't so maybe, know. Maybe the it's draft like taxes. Maybe it's like taxes. I don't really do that much, yeah. but they still tax me. You yeah. know what I mean? I, and maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I just I didn't know that the draft was still a thing. So there's that. Um, also, yeah, I'm calling bullshit in a thousand different ways for a thousand different reasons. But the simple ones are, look, if the future is female, the female's got to fight the wars. If... Well, trans trans women are according if, to them. If women they and are, men are female, the same, so shut the fuck up. And <laughs> if women and men are the same, then they're not. Women should have to. If women and men are the same, then women should have to register for the draft too. If we're all equal citizens, and part of the citizenry is registering for the draft to support your country in times of war, then we all should register for the draft. So I think it is a. Well, I think the draft is fucking horseshit. But I think that sexism, sexism in the draft is, and and double standard sexism in the draft is excessive horseshit. And I would, I would, I would offer that in the in uh, what I find, and I you, I mean, we've had this with Jarrett. I actually like what Biden's doing. Um, he's ancient. He can't remember his own fucking name. However, a lot of the things I see him doing are good. What I don't like about this is that he has gone pretty much double down on gender identity as being uh, like a real thing. Yeah. What I don't like about it is that he's saying that trans women, who are formerly men, 
becoming women, yeah. have to register. But trans men, women, formerly women, who are now becoming trans men, do not. And I think that double standard is is not cool. No, if there's a draft for bodies, that's what a draft is. It's just bodies. Give me your body to hold this weapon and take a bullet or eat an explosion. That's what a draft is for. Then that should be for all people of fighting age, whatever that is, between 18 and 40, whatever the fuck the cutoff is. That's it. There's your equality. There's your citizenry. There you go. Number five. You know, in all of the, uh, the statues... That have been taken down of Confederate, you know, Confederate statues. And this is, you know, pretty much all over North America. We had the, uh, and you and I talked about this before, about the Breaking Bad statue in Albuquerque. We now have the Cheetos statue unveiled in Canada, an homage to Cheetle, the Orange Dust's Official name. Frito-Lay took the opportunity to honor, honor Cheadle, a hamlet in Alberta, Canada, with a cheesy statue simply because it sounds like the trademark orange residue of Cheetos. Yes, that sticky cheese dust has a name. Cheadle, a 17-foot-tall statue depicts a Cheadle-dusted fingerprint holding a Cheetos puff. So when will that when will that statue begin become anti-political, harmful to someone, and be torn down? No, I, I don't. That, I that's think, not actually the question. I think when when Don Cheadle, aka War Machine, <laughs> pays a visit to Canada. <coughs> there you go. <clears throat> I just didn't know that Cheadle was the name of the dust. I love that. That's fucking stupid. Well, it's totally stupid, but I kind of love it that they actually took the time that somebody said, "What do we call the orange shit that gets on your fingers when the you eat cheese?" Orange shit. That gets we're going to call it cheese dust. We're going to call it Cheetle. Uh, this is. We're going to call it Cheetle, and we're going to make a statue in honor of Cheetle, Alberta. That's okay. Nuts. Fine. You know what? Then we need a name for the the when you drink red wine and red wine stains your teeth. What's that called? Winel. Riddle? Winel. Fuck off. And I want to have uh, I want to have a statue that's oh. seventeen foot of a mouth with oh red teeth. Eat. Yeah, put that in fucking Sonoma. What about those? You remember those things where you had to? I don't know if you were. You might not be young enough uh, or old enough. But do you remember those things where they would give you those red tablets and you chew yeah. them and it would show you the plaque the on plaque. your teeth? Yeah. I want a statue to that. Well, you know what? That's actually what red wine is doing, is it's attaching to the plaque in your teeth. So yeah, the redder yeah. your teeth are, the plaquier your teeth are. Yeah, the plaquier your Scrub teeth Scrub your are. mouth, you and filthy fucking wine whore. Right? Get a fucking, uh, you know. Get, get a water pick. Get a Sonicare. There you get go. a fucking Sonicare <laughs> and a water Sonicare. pick. Number six. The only serious one that I have put in this whole Rorschach. In the Atlantic by Frank Foyer, the inevitable indictment of Donald Trump. Merrick Garland hasn't tipped his hand, but it's clear to me that he will bring charges against the former president. Now, the question that I have for you is, number one, respond to that headline. And number two, do you think you think that Donald's going to do any time? 
My response to the headline is, it, and I read the story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. It I made me think, did. like, I just, the whole time I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, Don was right. Like, Garland is a wonk. To the utmost, <laughs> he is a wonk. And Don was right. Taking his time, wouldn't do the shit without, wouldn't be prudent. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's smart. Um, He's fucking smart as shit. So I believe that the case is iron, will be ironclad. Will former president, former, not my president, Donald Trump, be, will, will he see the inside of a jail cell? I, I really don't think so. I think that they will legally drag this shit out and appeal and appeal and appeal or whatever. I just, I, I would love for him to see a fucking jail cell. Would love that more than anything. I, I just think that his, you know, and, and, and well, I hear you. Find a way to keep him out. I see. I don't think Depending you're right on that shit. regard. I hope I I'm think wrong. The, I really do. No. The, well, the thing is, the only reason I don't think he's going to see a see a jail cell is I think he's going to die. I think they. I think they can put him in a jail cell. I think he can go to jail. I think Merrick well, I think Garland that he should, has. Yeah, that he could. Well, go, no, no, I don't I'm not think talking that, about should. No, I'm not talking about no, should. Legally, I think Merrick legally, Garland he could go. But I think Donald I think by the time Donald Trump runs the clock out, he's gonna die. And then That's what I'm uh, saying, is that his lawyer's gonna run yeah. it out and he won't go. Yeah. I mean I oh my dream. Mm. When I was a ever since I was a boy, I dreamt of the day that Donald Trump would serve time in jail and then die like two weeks later. You know, the thing is I think it's funny that mm. that's your dream. That's your dream, and my dream is Christina Ricci sitting on my face. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing is a watch. It's uh, it's on Hulu or Hulu. As they pronounce it in the Midwest. In the Midwest, they call it Hulu, yes. Uh, this is a comedy. It's called Reboot. Starring... Oh, I've heard about this. Is it good? Is it good? It is. Starring Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Paul Reiser, Jan Knoxville, Callum Worthy, Judy Greer, who I think is a fucking treasure. I love her so much. Rachel Bloom. Yeah, it's um, it's very funny. It's It's really funny. It's very clever. It's very in the now, but timeless in that way. And there's All a right. theme that seems to be emerging. I think I'm like four, three or four episodes in. But there's this theme that's emerging that is a uh, woke, annoying, liberal America now versus old, dying boomer, old America not not like yeah. hatred MAGA America, but like no, just just the, like, yeah, yeah, like the boomer, like me, you know, yeah. Combined the Johnny and, Lawrence and the fights, yeah. yes, yes, and the and and the headbutting, but that comedy is a thing that will bring us together, and both sides on their own are fucking stupid and insane, and shut the fuck up. So there's that's the a theme that I'm finding, but yeah, it's it's very funny, it's it's clever, it's cute, it's smart, it's um. Yeah, reboot on Hulu. There you go. And my first thing is also a watch. Um, and and I just want to I just want to throw out a thing. I don't know if you've been watching, but uh, I will say, and I wrote about it. 
briefly. It was like it was couched in something else. She-Hulk finally came up with a good episode. What? Shut the fuck up. I'm dude. I'm telling you the latest, the last episode. It had Daredevil in it. My least favorite. Fucking X. No, Jesus Christ. It was great. However, this is not a shit. Here's what I want you to do tonight. No, this is no. no, Stop. No, just for saying that, I want you to take. I want you to get a scalpel tonight and scrape off the moss of you that would be me because we are fucking done. I have lost. All respect for you. But my, no, but my, no, my, my thing, my first thing is not to watch She-Hulk. It is to watch their brand new, they just released it, and it's, it's fucking great. It's called Werewolf by Night. Yeah. And I've heard God that's really damn good, it, yeah. it is so much, it's, it's such an homage to sort of like that, the nineteen thirty monster horror, movies. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Horror movie. Yeah. But it has that Disney flair, and I gotta tell you, it is super motherfucking entertaining. It's like I, as soon as I want to write off Marvel for going, oh, they don't know what they're. Then they come out with Marvel by night, and I'm like, fuck you guys! I can't, yeah. I can't cancel my Disney Plus. I have to keep it because that shit is good, dude. I don't want to. I don't even want to spoil anything. And I love this. My, to my spoil one question shit. is this, because my boss told me the same thing. He's like, you need to watch this. I'm like, okay, cool. You Just gotta curious. fucking watch it. Right now, Harry, four years old, super into spooky stuff. I think Halloween is his he favorite can what? holiday. He can is totally this... watch this. Okay. This is he okay. can totally watch this because it is it's sort of like the old it's not like the hammer films where it was like Christopher Lee with blood all over. Yeah, this yeah. is like this is like the the black and the white mummy. Frankenstein's, uh, yeah. ex, ex, except with sort of a Marvel superhero thing. The the only thing I can think of that it, that I can compare it to, and I compare it to much more positively, is do you remember the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I do, and I like that movie a lot. Well, see that thing. I did too, but it wasn't great. This is that, but so much fucking better. And we're talking about the Sean Connery. I'm right? talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about because that was okay. actually a, a graphic novel that I yeah, loved so right, much. Right. The movie wasn't great, but I'm telling you, Werewolf, the Werewolf movie, by Night yeah. is okay. so goddamn good. And and Harry, I guarantee you, it might scare Harry a little bit, but given that he loves the Marvel universe, he's gonna really like it. Well, and there is just down the block I from loved us. There's it. a house. I loved it. Our neighborhood, our neighborhood goes nuts for Halloween. It's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love it. But a couple, like a, a you know, half a block down, there's a house that has all the shit, including a sixty foot tall skeleton. Maybe it's not sixty foot. I was gonna say sixty feet. Uh, Twelve foot. No, probably know. not. It's fucking gigantic. It's and big. A but we have one of those in Wichita. We have a we have a skeleton that's at well, least twenty feet here in Wichita. So don't, all over don't the give place. me. Yeah, Chicago, fuck off. But this this werewolf is probably ten or twelve feet. It's big, and it and it lights up, and its eyes glow, oh. and, it's, and its head and mouth, ha, you know, and yeah, and then there's a zombie ghost thing that like springs up when you walk, you know, it's motion activated. I love it's that shit. Terrifying. And Harry, every night, he wants to walk past it and set yeah, off the zombie. Yeah, because it's cool. And he's like, and he impersonates that. He's so fucking into the spooky shit, which makes me a little yeah. nervous. But I've also no. been watching a lot of Dahmer, which brings me to my next thing, which is watch Dahmer on Netflix. 
Seriously, because I haven't watched any of it. Is it Here's really is it worth watching? Because I haven't really jumped in. Here's the thing with Dahmer. Um, <laughs> Ryan Murphy, I don't think is a good. I don't think I don't think Ryan Murphy's any good. It's a Ryan Murphy project. Here's the thing: Ryan Murphy is the Kanye West of Netflix. Well, I don't know because. He's just trying to fucking, he's just trying to press your buttons. He's not really making any great statements. The the problem with with Ryan Murphy, if you look at what he's done, you know, like his big things, like Glee and the the American Horror Stories, I feel like, because I stopped watching. I don't like American Horror Stories. I don't either. I I really got tired of it. What he does is he's really good at writing the first and second act, and then he blows it in the third. That's fair. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And I, I... Really liked O.J. Simpson, American Horror, or American Crime Story. O.J. Simpson. I thought that I was did too. Really, really, I, I'll really admit, good. I thought um, it was very good. Yeah, Versace was fine. Dahmer, mm. I wasn't going to watch. I wasn't going to watch because, like, I don't like Versace the, was not fine. Versace was, was not uh, fine. It was whatever. shit. It was shit. You know, it was shit. Um, but the Dahmer thing, with the with the you know the true crime shit, I I've. It's I'm turned off to it because it's it feels so gratuitous and um, glorifying the, the the horrors of things. So I've gotten turned I, I I was turned off to it, but people kept talking about it and you know Dahmer happened and you know he was arrested in '91. I was 12 years old, so I knew all about Dahmer. Dahmer was a constant thing for like a good chunk of my pre or my teenage years. Yeah, but I never really like absorbed it because it was just always there and I never because like I was 12 13 I didn't get you know this is not my world so but now like going back to like all right well let's go back and let's from kind of this weird historical recognizing that Ryan Murphy is not Ken Burns I get it everybody but okay fine love the cast so I gave it a go and it's fucking creepy and is it gratuitous in parts but it also there's there's a a a focus on Dahmer's father, like as a character. It's one of the most watched. It's one of the most watched things in Netflix series history. But I so, think it's uh, one of the most watched things, and I want I want to talk about this on, on later episodes about like Netflix and its whoring out of of crime and the gore of things. Well, it's like it started with podcasts, and now Netflix yeah. is really diving in. Yeah. But there's there's a part of Dahmer that is, and I think that Murphy does a good job of this, like weaving all of the gross, nasty, fucked up shit that Dahmer did. And it, it was totally, because I didn't know the extent of how fucking twisted oh, it was. Oh, he was, yeah. he was a fucking monster. Yeah, but they yeah. also make him, they do a good job of making him, making you, giving him a little empathy. And uh, I'm not saying I have empathy for Jeffrey Dahmer, but wow, let me just say that's this. rough. Let me just that's say rough. this. That's if I rough. had to choose, if we were playing Would You Rather, and it was like, okay, David, would you rather be a victim of Jeffrey Dahmer's or a victim of John Wayne Gacy's. I would choose Dahmer in a heartbeat. This is not a good would you rather. This is not a no, good. No, it's not. They're never supposed which to Which would you rather? That's a terrible. Dahmer. No. I think the which would you rather is, would you rather be a victim of Dahmer or a victim of Ted Bundy? But I couldn't be a victim of Ted Bundy. I'm not a pretty girl. That's why I would say that that's, I, I absolutely would say Ted Bundy. The, well, but that's, you can't, all right. My point is this, Dahmer, 
just wanted to like be, he was trying to make a zombie like he the killing part wasn't the thing for him yeah no you know and most of his victims they were like comfortable arguably when they like they had no idea what was happening to them they were drugged yeah no, there was a moment yeah. of scare perhaps and then that was it gacy tortured his victims that's fair. So basically, you know, so it's a difference. It's a difference between Donald Harvey Weinstein kinder, and Bill of, Cosby. Exactly. That's Who exactly would you rather right. get fucked by? Yes. Yeah, Bill Cosby drugged That's him exactly up. Exactly right. If I'm gonna be raped and murdered, him. I'd rather go Cosby be, than than Weinstein. Fair. Now my number two is in the Atlantic. It's by Connor Friedersdorf. Twenty-one reader views on the masculinity crisis. Quote. Wait, say, what There's is that? A re- say that again. I'm sorry. Twenty-one reader views on the masculinity crisis. Quote: There's no reason <laughs> to feel guilty about falling short of an ideal masculinity that is re- repeatedly revealed, revealed to be less than ideal. It really is. It's it. One of the things that's been very interesting to me is um, I had a we on on. Our other Literate podcast, I Like to Watch, we had, uh, and that'll come in in November, um, Donnie had his wife, uh, Mary Lynn Winkle, join us to talk about the Dead Poet Society. Mm. And she talked a lot about, because that movie is definitely an example of certain elements of masculine, toxic masculinity. And my belief is that the toxicity, the poisonous has nothing to do with masculinity. It has to do with power and influence. And that women, when they get power and influence, are just as toxic as men. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that and and what I like but not about in the this, army because they're not being drafted. Well, that's true. Um, but what's nice about this, uh, it, it is not a, an op-ed piece. It's just a series of reader comments about why. We're having a, a sort of a crisis of masculinity, hmm. and it range it ranges it, it it's all over the place. It is absolutely worth reading. It is super thought provoking. I recommend it. It's in the Atlantic. It is twenty one reader views on the masculinity crisis. Cool. My third and final thing this week is fuck Alex Jones. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He has to pay almost a billion and more with other, but this one. Yeah, yeah. I read that. What is it? $965 million? Is that something like that, was? yeah. On top of attorney's fees, on top of the yeah. whatever the fuck millions he has to pay for the other shit. And there's still one more like pending. He made all that money. He made all that money defaming these fucking parents of these kids. So. Mm-hmm. It's their money. It's their fucking money. Yeah. And he's going to keep making money. He's already put a call out because that's the fucking magnificence of this cocksucker is that he's, you know, he goes to court and he's like, yeah, I, I said some things I shouldn't have said. And yeah, it did happen. It was real. It wasn't crisis actors, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, he leaves the courthouse and he goes to his fucking stupid show and is like, it's a witch hunt, political pageantry, blah, 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 donate. To support me because I can't afford it. So give me your five bucks, you broken woman in a fucking tiny town that doesn't have schools anymore. It's just fuck this. Yeah, this fucking cocksucker motherfucker. Not that there's anything wrong with cocksuckers, ladies. <laughs>
There you go. My what? third thing is, and, I, and I've talked about <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, I've talked about the unspeakable podcast with Megan Down before. This is her, this is her uh, side project. It's called A Special Place in Hell podcast. So listen, um, it is uh, Megan Down uh, with, uh, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Anyway. She basically the joke is that it's 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 Megan Dom who's in her fifties and she's got a co-host Sarah Hader, thank you, um, who is in her early thirties, and they talk about uh, cultural issues. Episode, what is the episode number? I can't remember the net. It's a special place in hell. The episode is entitled "The Adventures of Baron Moonchasen by Proxy." Jesus. And they spend what? a, gr- I know they're very interesting, and they talk for a very long time about are you racist for mispronouncing names, and it's a really good episode. It's really fun. Um, I really like these guys. I really these ladies, and uh, and I highly recommend it. It's a great episode. So that is my third thing. There we go, and that's the show. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Thank you. And don't eat your neighbors. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. What the fuck?